Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online Angel Communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. It's Julie Jancis, and I am here today with Karen. Karen has a bunch of magical angel stories to share with us today, and I am just so excited that she is here and you are here listening. Karen, I'm going to have you take it away and hop into your first angel story. Great. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me on. Well, I'll just start the story by saying, Uh, This particular visitation happened about a month into the, I guess, the uh, quarantining that everybody was doing. So I want to say in April. And I live by myself. So, um, and I do take medication that does lower my immune system. So my kids were telling me, mom, you need to, don't go anywhere, don't do anything. We don't want to, you know, anything happen to you. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'll do my part as everybody has been doing. And about a month into it, I was feeling kind of, you know, I I miss my grandchildren. I miss seeing people. And even I live in an apartment building. But, you know, I I do pretty well, you know, considering. I do very well by myself, surprisingly. But that was a really tough day. That night, I was dreaming. I don't even remember what I was dreaming about. But all of a sudden, I'm walking in the hallway, very vividly in my hallway here in my apartment. And as I'm passing my second bedroom, I look and I see my dad standing in front of the desk here. And I was so shocked. I I, I couldn't tell if it was real or it was not real. I, I, I was thinking, this is what I was thinking. Is this a visitation or is this actually, he actually came and appeared, is he's appearing in front of me? That's what I, I couldn't tell the difference because it was, I don't know. I just couldn't tell the difference. So as I, I, I kind of walked past, and I'm like, and I backed up, and 
And I went back by the door and I was like, dad? And he turned around and he looked at me and he had this huge smile on his face. The minute he saw me and he tilted his head to the right and he opened his arms up really big and wide. And I was just like going toward him and then it was gone that fast. And at that moment, I just remember I was so excited to see him. Like I said, I, I actually thought it was real. And at the same time, I, I woke up and my feet, my legs were jumping up and down for joy. And it just made my day. I couldn't believe it. And I said, it was just so strange that I couldn't tell if it was real, if it was a visitation. It was obviously a visitation. And, and I knew he was pretty much saying, I'm here. Don't worry. Here I am. I'm hugging you. I'm here. You're not alone. I love that. And you know, anytime we have a visitation dream, there's so much emotion, right, to seeing them. And there is the memory of waking up and remembering that they were there. I think when you have those two things, you can be fairly certain that it is a visitation dream because of that vibration that you have within yourself of, my God, they were here. You know, I felt their energy. When you're feeling their energy like that, you're connecting with it. Whether or not you're consciously awake or asleep doesn't matter. That was the first time I had a visitation and I felt I couldn't tell the difference of whether it was actually real or it was you know, the visitation that I usually get, which comes very quickly. Yeah. And Karen, is your mom on the other side? Yes. Okay. Because she said that she had something to do with this too. So I feel like she helped push his energy. I felt like she helped teach him in a way how to come through because do you get like you're just going about your day from time to time and you really feel her energy, her presence with you? All the time. And I know she knows it. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised at how much I feel my mom. Yeah, because she goes, Julie, I had to teach him how to do this. (laughs) I know she did. Let me tell you how I know. Because I didn't see him. They they passed within about um, seven months of each other Mm -hmm. and nine months, something like that. And I did not see my dad for maybe a year and a half after he passed, I saw my mom really quickly, you know, so I have no doubt that she taught him to do that. And it's interesting that you say that she had something to do with it because about a day or two later, I spoke to my daughter-in-law and she told me, I think I had a visitation from mommy because we called her mommy. I'm like, Oh, okay. She said, well, she said she had on like a hat. I said, that's it. She has come to me. She has gone to my sister. And every time she has had a hat on. <laughs> and it was just this happened within like a couple of days of each other. And I said, that's it. She, she seems to like to wear the hat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And what does the hat look like to you? Because the way that she's showing me hats on the other side is, you know, like the Kentucky Derby hat. Yes. yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, they're so fancy. They can be so big. And she goes, Julie, I get to wear all of them. I can't believe she's saying that because she wears a big, it's always a big hat. And what she usually like, what I've seen her do is her that you see the hat like very dramatic, like in that movie, The Titanic, and the opening scene where the hat is down and then she lifts up. A little bit in front. Yes. And she takes her hands and she like turns them from the palm side facing me to her nail side facing me. And she shows me her lips and her nails match. That's so much color. She's like, look at this. And she's like, and I can change it like that on the other side. Well, I have no doubt because she was always, no matter how tired she was, no matter how, you know, she wasn't feeling well, she always took the time to you know, present herself in a way that she enhanced. She was gorgeous. She didn't need, you know, anything. And but she always loved to play with makeup and stuff like that. So. Oh my gosh. That's a surprise. Oh, she's right next to you right now as you're sharing this. So talk to me too, because you have just a slew of different angel stories. So I want to go into each one of them. Okay. Well, after this happened that same morning, I was walking in my TV room and I looked, just happened to notice a little white feather on the carpet. And I picked it up. I knew, I was like, oh, it would be nice if it was the kind of feather that you would normally see. But I knew it came from my pillow. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but I knew it came from one of my pillows that has those feathers. So I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, I was happy to find it nonetheless. So about five minutes later, I went on my patio. And I have a very tiny little patio, but it's really nice to get some fresh air. And then I was standing on the, by the balcony, looking out, just watching all the people. I live in a little bit of a busy street. It's kind of fun to look out. And um, I just happened to look over, and, and then I glanced down. <laughs> I don't know why. And there was this beautiful little gray feather. It was a kind of a fat, little fluffy, fluffy, gorgeous feather I'd never seen. I have lived in this building for five years, almost six years, I have never, ever seen a feather on the balcony, ever. And it was such a beautiful feather. And the funny thing that was going through my mind was, oh, it's, it's a sign, you know, because I was really looking for the signs that day. I was like, and I don't usually ask to see signs or anything like that, but I was thinking, everybody talks about white feathers or it seems like I hear about white feathers. I'm like, it's a beautiful gray feather. It's not white, but I was very happy. But I was kind of, that was going on in my mind. So I just decided to sit on the rocking chair I have out there. And I was just enjoying the moment. And I just saw something kind of float down from the top of the, you know, it was like near me. It was kind of below a tree. And I followed it. It was just big, bright bright I'd say it's about the size of um, a, maybe a nickel and I couldn't tell what it was and I thought it was a piece of glitter falling or something and I kept looking and I'm like what is that and and I had my glasses on and and I and I just said focus focus and I got a, I just focused in on it I don't even know how to explain this Julie but I'm just going to tell you what I saw it was a little white feather in what looked like an orb it was sparkling. It caught my attention because I wouldn't have noticed it had it not been glowing. It was literally glowing. And it was falling ever so softly. And I followed it. My, I was just like, my mouth was hanging, like 
wide open, just in shock almost. And then it went below where I was sitting, where the balcony was, and I stood up to see if I could find it, and it wasn't there. But I couldn't believe what I saw. It's almost like, <laughs> I guess if I had to think of what it was, somebody's saying, if you need to see a white red feather, here it is. <laughs> and they just show me a little glimpse of a tiny little white feather in an orb. I know that might sound a little, I don't even know how to explain it. It might sound almost like I'm making it up or something, you know? No, I mean, these things happen all the time. And that's why we're here to tell these stories on the show. I never knew, you know, before I started doing this work that people see faces in orbs. And so it doesn't surprise me that you could see an object within an orb as well, that that is the message that they're trying to communicate. It's part of the sign or symbol that they're showing you. So what's fascinating too, is that it was a feather and not something else because that's where your attention, your consciousness was on the feather in your bedroom that morning, the feather on, you know, the patio and, and your mind starts to say over and over, you know, is this real? Am I making this up? And so they show you again and they keep showing you until you're like, okay, I get it. This is you. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. And I, I just, it just made my day and it just helped me so much. Like I said, I do very well, you know, being in the home and, and making the best of the situation, you know, that, but you do kind of have your little ups and downs and that really helped me out a lot. And I have this other story. I'm going to, you know, I think you know more or less about this funny little story I'm going to tell you. So my daughter wanted me to go stay with her after six weeks. And I said, I would, she's about five minutes away. And it was, it was a nice change. A, a couple of days after I was there, yeah, I was craving something like cookies or chips. And those are the things I ordered for myself when I stay home by myself. Well, she has, um, she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in her 20s. And she's very careful about what she eats. She tries to eat very healthy, not like me. <laughs> she tries to eat very healthy. And I respect that. And, um, but I was craving and I kept thinking, why didn't I just bring something that I could just hide so she doesn't see it and I won't tempt her, you know? But anyway, after about three days, she decided, she's mom, I'm ordering some food. Um, what do you, what do you want? I said, well, how about some chips? She said, mom, she said, that's not healthy. I'm like, I know, I know, I know. I'm just looking for something crunchy. And she opted for something healthier. I said, okay, that sounds good anything else <laughs> I had on the back of my mind Oreos 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 <laughs> I wanted Oreos <laughs> and I didn't dare say it because she tried so hard and I didn't want to I, I just didn't say it but boy was it on my mind <laughs> well anyway she placed her order and it came later that day and she was on a call and she was sitting outside on her little patio outside and she was on a, a call, so that's why she went outside so she could talk. And I got the groceries, I brought them in, and I was had the gloves on, you know, with the the Clorox. We were doing that back then. I don't even know if we have to do it now, but that's what we were doing. So I was Cloroxing everything, putting it on the counter. And lo and behold, she did get she did get me some Cheez Its. I wanted my Cheez Its, so she got those. I was very excited to have my Cheez Its. And then I looked down and. And I had a look twice. I'm like, oh, Oreos. 
she got me the Oreos. I can't believe it. God bless her. She got me and a family size to boot. Okay. I was so excited. I went by the window and she was on a call and I was trying to wave. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But she didn't see me. So I just put it on the counter. I said, I'll say thank you when she comes back in. Well, she about 10 minutes later, she walks in. And I had everything on the counter. I said, well, I just cleaned everything. By the way, baby, thank you so much for my Oreos. She said, what? I said, my Oreos. She said, no. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I didn't order those. I said, I'm sure you, yeah, I'm sure you did. She goes, no, mom, I didn't. I did I said, Laura, you probably thought about them because you knew I wanted them and you probably forgot to take it out of your card. She goes, no, no, mom, no. And then she started texting immediately. I got to tell the guy, it's probably for somebody else. And by this time, I'm panicking. No, don't take my Oreos away. I said, well, technically, Laura, I don't think that we can, they can come pick the Oreos up and take them. I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> so, so she just didn't know what to think, and she was and she was all flustered. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I thought you, she goes, no, Mom, it wasn't me. I'm like, she said, I'm sure they were for somebody else. <laughs> I said, okay. And about 10 minutes later, I said, well, did they reply? Were they for somebody else? She said, no. I'm like, well... Laura, I can only say it was my angel. She dropped those in there. She dropped them in because she knew I needed them. Those angels did a little switcheroo at the counter. <laughs> and she just like, just like shook her, oh, mom. And then she made me hide them from her. That is so much. I hit them, okay? Next day, she comes into my room and she starts talking. Mom, did you put the Oreos? <laughs> so I mean to tell you, those Oreos were on my mind. Like we were talking about the feathers. You would just talk. Those Oreos were on my mind. Oh, my God. I'm crying over here. <laughs> there is no other way. I don't know what happened. But what a miracle that was. I, I truly believe that was quite the miracle because I the needed Oreo miracle. <laughs> I needed those Oreos big time. Big time. <laughs> oh my goodness. You and I both. Yeah. I, I have been craving those carbs like none other during this quarantine. It's uh it's Memorial Day as we're recording this and I'm done. I'm done with uh, the quarantine fatigue. I'm not done quarantining, but I'm done with like the energy of just exactly. the fatigue and, and all of it. We're going to start to make a shift this summer, so don't you worry. <laughs> well, all I can tell you is I don't know why I'm craving carbs either because I'm not really doing that much exercise. I'm trying to do what I can, but it's been Oh, amazing. girlfriend, I'm not doing any. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I'm not worried about it either because I know that in time, yeah, we we'll get back to some type of normalcy. So I'm not going to fret over it at all. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that we just have to honor where we're at and be patient with ourselves and give us a, ourselves some grace. And and that's just what it is. Wherever we're at, we are at, and that's okay. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I have one more if you have time. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Okay. About two weeks after I came back from visiting with my daughter and I was home, I'm feeling a little melancholy, I guess. I missed her, but, you know, had to come back home and um, she wanted me to stay some more, but I knew I'd be able to go back and, you know, I wanted to give her a little bit of a break. And um, I was laying in my bed one morning and I was looking out the window and I saw, and I was just thinking of signs for some reason. And I, like I said, I'm usually not one to ask or want to see a sign because I, I'm such a believer. I don't feel like I have to see anything, but I was kind of wishing for something. Well, next thing I know, by my window came a little bird and I said, oh my goodness, look at that little bird. He was standing on the side. I have a hurricane shutter and he was standing on the hurricane shutter. And I said, wouldn't it be sweet if he went on my balcony? I could see him really good from there. I mean, I was thinking that. And then he left. He or she left. And I sat there for another minute and I'm thinking, I wonder if, I wonder, I wonder if it went to my balcony. So I got out of bed and I went to look and sure enough, it was, it was just perched on my balcony. And again, I've been here for a long time. I've never seen a bird at all perched on my balcony, ever, ever, not even at any time. And I went by the window and then another one came, a smaller one. And there were two of them and there were two gray doves. And I said, look at this. And they were just, you know, just next to each other. And, and I just went, and they, it, they turned back and I know they could sense me or see me through the window because the window is about four feet away from where the balcony is. And they stood there and I watched them for, I don't know how long, maybe four minutes. And then eventually, you know, they just, I guess they flew off and I don't remember how long it was, but I was just so surprised because I felt that was also a sign and I'd never seen such pretty little fluffy gray doves like that before ever in Miami. Wow. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. It was, it was really, it was really special, you know, and I've looked for them since it was, you know, and I always look for birds. We have beautiful birds here always. And, um, and they have a special call too. I've heard the call before, but I'd never, I didn't know what that was and come to find out it's a, it's a dove. I think they call it a morning dove or something. So I don't know any significance with doves or anything like that, but I thought it was special. Yeah, definitely very special. Well, um, there are a lot of dove symbols right in the Bible as well. Well, I know they're special. They're very special birds. And I, I told someone else about this story, and they said, you sure it wasn't a pigeon? <laughs> I said, no. <laughs> it wasn't a pigeon. <laughs> but I looked it up just in case. <laughs> love it. Love it. Karen, tell us your other angel story. Well, these are the ones that were the most recent for me. I have a, one of my favorite angel stories was about, I guess, about a year ago, if you'd like to hear that one. Yeah, I'd love to. I um, have a grandson. He's about, he, at that time, he was about a little over a year old. He's just starting to walk, and I could hold his little hand, and he'd walk. And I was dreaming, and suddenly... It was, you know, 
this was one of those um, visitations that did have something of a, it was vivid yet um, somewhat hazy, I guess. I don't know how to describe that. But anyway, I was walking with my grandson holding his hand and here comes, we were on the sidewalk and here comes a taxi and it had stopped next to us. And I'm like, hmm. And then I looked inside the taxi and I saw someone with a hat, a hat. And I just kind of stood there and then the hat lifted kind of like I was telling you before the hat lifted and it was my mom. And I said, mom, and the taxi was taking off. And as the taxi was taking off, she turned around and she was looking out the back window of a in the taxi, like a little girl would look out the back window. And I always thought of my mom as a little girl. She was very young when she had us. And she was looking out the window. And my words to her was, Mom, do you see him? Do you see him? And she, she smiled, this big smile. And she, she nodded her head up and down like, yes, I see him. You know, and then she was gone. Wow. And that, to me, was one of the most beautiful, beautiful moments because I, I, you know, it was just really special. I wanted her to know him. Yeah. And she says, I see him. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Yes. Karen, why does your mom keep showing me the movie Hello, Dolly? Hello, Dolly. I keep seeing the big hat in Hello, Dolly, the feathers sticking out. I just think that maybe she just, the only thing I think of was the whole thing with her and the hats, I guess. That's the actual movie, Hello, Dolly. I'm not sure how significant, I don't know, uh, for her, other than the whole thing with the hats. I mean, I know a lot of her favorite movies. Maybe that's just the character she likes. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what yeah. she wants to portray. I want to be like, hello, Jolly. <laughs> uh, well, I keep, she keeps showing me like the front cover of that movie. And uh, you know what? It doesn't always come to people, you know, while we're recording the podcast. Right. Yes. I think yes. So often, you know, people, they always right in afterwards and sometimes it's like five or ten minutes later and they're like oh my god this is what that was so when you make the connection you got to let me know Um, but uh, there is definitely something there maybe you have to go back and watch the movie but I I swear to you Karen she showed it to me five times okay well I will go back and watch that movie okay definitely because (laughs) the last time I spoke to you there was a revelation about Five hours later, I knew exactly, I I was a little confused as to who you were talking about. I thought I knew who you were talking about. Then I realized you were talking about my son. So I couldn't understand how that couldn't have been any clearer when you said it to me. It could not have been any clearer. But for some reason, I didn't get it. 
<laughs> I will I will go back and I will look at how gold it'll give me something to do today. Absolutely. Yeah. Occupational hazard. It happens all the time. <laughs> I know. And and it's so crazy because recording the podcast, I'm always like, oh, but then people aren't with me, you know, listening yeah. as I'm getting these emails. And I just want to like show everybody this is what it was. Right. <laughs> I know. I feel for you, Julie. I really do. <laughs> but I am going to figure this one out. I love a good mystery. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Spirit brings through some of the things that they bring through, but um, it's always for a reason. Okay. Well, I'll be happy to let you know what that reason is. <laughs> yeah. You know, and when I was praying this morning too, I, I don't want to get into it deeply because I, I know that it's personal, but your dad really comes through with this message for your son that everything's going to be okay and that he's working with him on all of this. And, you know, I see your mom there, but a lot of times they'll show me like a car and who's driving in the car and who's in the back seat. And are, are both of his grandfathers on the other side, your sons? Because I yeah. see both of the grandfathers in the front seat, but I see the grandmothers in the back seat to signify that that's kind of the formula that they're using on the other side to just provide him with guidance and counsel. Yes, and he, he definitely needs it. He has been doing better. I'm so glad you told me that. He has to have a surgery next Tuesday on his cervical spine. So I'm very happy to hear that all will be well. You know, I have a, I'm very positive. I think he's being very positive. He struggled with this for a, a lot over the last year, year and a half. So um, we finally, they decided that this is what needs to be done. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm glad to hear that, Julie. Thank you so much. And thank my dad for telling me that. Yes. You know what? And they had told me this morning in my prayers to put this uh, episode up sooner. So, you know what? We'll put this episode up sooner so that we can pray for his healing. And anybody listening right now, if you could just say a little prayer for her son, uh, for his healing and, and angels just to be around and guide the doctors as they work in this surgery, that would be so helpful and, and appreciated. Oh, thank you so much, Julie. Thank everyone. It would be so lovely. I would really appreciate that so much. It's just what a blessing just for you to say something like that. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Well, Karen, it's been such a blessing to talk to you today. If anybody out there listening has an angel story, we are always looking to connect with you. Please Email in to juliejancis at gmail.com. Email us your angel story and we will get you connected with a time that you can come on the show and tell us your angel story and share it with our listeners. Thank you, Karen, so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Julie. It was a pleasure. Thank you for all that you do. You're just amazing. It's just such a pleasure just to listen to you. It's just such a wonderful part of my day when I get to listen to you and your podcast. It's been, it's been a, it's a, been a blessing for me. It really has. I want to thank mm -hmm. you for that. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. I so appreciate you. I hope you have a blessed, blessed day. Thank you. You too, Julie. Bye-bye. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one -on -one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. 
You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss.
Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure, white, radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light, energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good, some do not. 
What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, 
please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, we ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter, and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day, surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.